coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed On Movies. I'm Teddy. And I'm Matt. And we're back from our traditional post-Oscars break. We've been, you know, we, we've been taking our uh, a trip to the, the Buzzed On Movies island and relaxing and getting well from our uh, Oscars sojourn. And we're back now. And we're ready to talk Maybe about the back. Oscars. Talk about movies again. Any kind of fool could see. Sorry enough. I'm not gonna keep going. <laughs> oh no, I was ready. I was ready to back you up here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it was it was an Oscars. Whoa, it was a pretty good one. Yeah, it was uh, a pretty good one. It was a pretty um. This is like the platonic ideal of what an Oscar ceremony should be. It was just like everything went smoothly. Everything was nice. Yeah. There was nothing bad. Very you... few. There were a couple of awards misses, of course, but like that's like even that's like sort of part of the platonic ideal of the Oscars. Right. Yeah, like, there's you always... have to be upset about some. <laughs> there's got to be a couple you can complain about. And yeah. Especially if it's like an obscure award that nobody else has seen and they're confused while you're, you're so the, angry about and you're it. one of two people at your oscars watch party who's seen the movie and so when you start shouting there's only one other person who can point at you and be like yeah like yeah. you're really you're gonna get upset about animated shorts now like hell yeah we are of course i'm gonna get upset about animated shorts it's a bad movie we'll we'll get into it but yeah overall a pretty good ceremony um well hosted by jimmy kimmel just you know light and easy not too heavy on the bits but the ones that were there were pretty funny um and they they left all the awards in this time i mean that in itself is a win so yeah that was definitely intentional i mean yeah that was really good i'm happy with that um i mean like i said i thought it was a good one um we you know it just it felt smooth it felt nice um you know it went a little long. That's to be expected. It's always long. Um, that's for sure. It's always long. Um, I don't really know what they could have cut necessarily this time. Um, I mean, last time it went too long, even though they'd cut fucking categories because they added in some bullshit. Oh my so God. So much. That. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of nice. Um, you know, so overall I thought there was a lot of good stuff about the ceremony. Um, yeah. The ceremony itself was nice. It was fine. I have, basically no complaints about like the ceremony you know what i mean um hosting duties were perfectly competent you know (laughs) yeah like you know what what are you gonna say there's nothing really to be said about it um if we can talk about anything it's really about like the awards choices so yeah well before we get too deep into that why don't we talk about what we're drinking this evening oh yeah um Yoo-hoo. Um, I don't know why I said that. Um, um, I have regret. Are you are you drinking Yoo-hoo? I'm really not, although that sounds kind of nice. Um, I was trying to think like this is like it's our our first episode of like the spring season. Um, so I was trying to think of springy things. So I'm drinking bees knees. Um, 
So got some honey, got some gin, got some lemon. Um, feels a little little springtimey to me. Um, so yeah, it's kind of nice. And it's like got a golden yellow color to it. A little, a little like cloudy piss, but like you know, <laughs> also kind of like an Oscar. Statue oh, okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. You do you. Um, I I was going for a sort of an Oscars hangover vibe. Um, you know, uh, You're which the champagne of beer. <laughs> no, no, okay. wait. It would have made a little more sense if we'd done it the week after the Oscars. <laughs> But as it's been a little while now, this makes less sense. But I have the rest of the champagne that I was drinking the night of the Oscars. Oh, my God. Which is now quite flat. Um, oh, are you drinking it straight? Yeah. Yeah. That is foul. That's um, a choice. It tastes good. It's just completely flat. Um, see, I don't like champagne when it's bubbly. So I struggle with like flat. Actually, I might like it more if it's flat. Never mind. I rescind my disgust. <laughs> it's um, actually a prosecco. My problem with the oh yeah okay. My problem with with bubbly might be the bubbles on occasion. So really, it, yeah, I don't know. You know how I get um. It's getting into the weeds of my personal life. You know how I get like heartburn from seltzers. <laughs> kind of feel like that kind of happens with champagne too. It does some weird stuff to me. So well, I that don't... yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but like the thing is, other bubbly things don't do that. Like you know, I pound Coke Zero, and that True. doesn't do anything to me. Um, I feel like there's a little more carbonation in seltzer, and also that's how I feel. And also like the added champagne. sugars that you're getting. Like I know seltzers aren't like sugary. That's like their whole thing. Yeah. But like they are more sweet than like a Coke Zero, um, and they have like fake flavoring and. Stuff. Oh, you mean like a hard seltzer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't drink fucking non-hard seltzer. What? Um, I'll just drink water if I want fucking anyway. Um, okay, well, some of us drink seltzer, and it's a perfectly normal beverage to drink. But what do you uh, mean? Like, what do you mean seltzer? Like, like fucking Lacroix? Yeah. Oh, come on. That stuff tastes like... Or like, even, like, non That tastes like, you know, in You've Got Mail, when when he's like, is there someone else? And she's like, no, but there's the idea of someone else. That's what LaCroix tastes like. <laughs> it's the um, idea. It's the idea of a, of a flavor. Yeah. And so, to me, I can't do it. Um, I did used to like some LaCroix. This is, like, you know, a, a turnaround from, like, when I first moved to New York. I was, like, in my LaCroix phase. And then, like, I kept drinking. I was like, this tastes like nothing. I'm doing this because it's trendy. Um, so I stopped. Oh, I just like it because it's refreshing and it's not soda, you know? See, for me, that's just that. water. And I drink so much water. I drink more water than most people I know. So water is my refreshing beverage. I feel like I can barely drink plain water. It's, I don't understand that. Like I, physic <laughs> like, I literally can't fathom when people say that. Because you're not the only one, obviously. It's like a whole meme, like, reminding people to drink water. It's like I can. It's just it's easier for me to drink it if it's either carbonated or has a flavor. And I then do that not reminds like me to drink more of it. On its own, generally speaking. There are times, like, there are days. Like, in the summertime, I'll start drinking it if, like, I'm out with friends and we're, like, Let's have lunch outside. Like then I kind of want sparkling water. Okay. But that's yeah. usually if I'm like at like a halfway fancy Italian place or something. And I'm like, yes, I want some sparkling water and I want to sit in my sunglasses and eat this pasta. And, um, you know, then I, that's just cause I'm like fucking around. Um, um, but otherwise I never really drink sparkling water. That's plain. Um, I'm more likely to drink LaCroix than plain sparkling water. Um, well, yeah. I do I sometimes mean, want a flavored thing without the alcohol, and that's when I want like a, a like a Lacroix or something. But I just find that they're never, it's never enough. I need more flavor. 
So then Never I'm like drinking know. San Pellegrino. And then at that point, I might as well just be drinking a fucking mixed drink. Like, so. <laughs> Close enough, right? Well, in terms of like like sugar content and shit, like I don't know that there's Which much. Which San Pellegrino has sugar in it? I don't, doesn't it all? It feels like it's like, it's more flavorful. So it must have something in it. That's not good for me. That's oh. like my, my, <laughs> well, art, who knows what's in those artificial flavors, but I think most of them are at least the base San Pellegrino. It's just like a different kind of carbonated water. Maybe, maybe you're right. It feels like it's like heavier and more. I don't know. Anyway, this has been carbonated on movies and we're buzzed on carbonation was right there in front buzzed of on Carb- and was like way made way more sense. I I thought I thought carbonated on movies sounded better, but anyway, we'll leave see, it up to the see, audience. See, which is better. San Pellegrino has actual sugars in it. It's not like a no calorie Lacroix like the, type the thing. The basic San Pellegrino does? No, not basic. I'm talking about like the, the flavored, flavored ones. ones. Okay, well that that makes sense. I, I mean, was specifically talking about when I said I wanted a flavored. Thing, okay, so yeah, yeah. That fair was, enough. That was fair enough. Fun. I've also I have also seen other flavored seltzers at the grocery store that have artificial sweeteners in them. And those, I'm like, oh, God, no, you can accidentally pick one of those up. And then it's like, oh, what is I, this? I'm oh, very no. artificial. I mean, I drink Coke Zero, so I can't knock on artificial yeah. sweeteners. But I am kind of picky about them. Right. Um, it has to be. Because I find that with fruit flavors, they tend to be way too much. Like, it, yes. it, it gets really bad real fast. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I have to be expecting it. And it's only like a select range of artificial sweeteners that are any good. But, yeah. Anyway. Neither here nor there. Let's talk Oscars. Um, it was a night of movies and magic, and Uh-oh. we were we were there um, in spirit. <laughs> yeah, we, we were in the. Theater. We were there. We were. <laughs> didn't you see us on stage? We were we were presenting uh, best sound. Actually, um, <laughs> we pre- we gave the best sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for the wonderful sound on our podcast, we were recognized for that. Uh. So, so we presented it to ourselves? <laughs> no, no. We were just getting recognized by you being... You said we were giving Best Sound. No, yes. We were giving it as a recognition oh, for like the wonderful giving, sound. Oh, like giving, like, it's giving. Like, okay, I see. <laughs> no, no, we were giving it away because we have such great sound on our podcast. They were oh, like, well, these guys okay. are experts on sound, clearly. Uh <laughs> anyway let's just let's talk loose strokes here i mean obviously biggest story of the night is uh i think the phrase is broad strokes what the phrase is definitely broad strokes what did i say loose strokes okay well i meant to say broad strokes just sounds like something very different all right (laughs) staying on track here okay yeah let's talk broad strokes why don't we um so biggest story of the night has got to be everything everywhere all at once. Just absolutely cleaning up. Uh, they won yeah. best picture. They won best director, best original screenplay, um, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. Uh, what else? Um, wait, wait, what have you already said? Um, you said I, okay, I did so all the above the line. Uh, oh, okay, awards. Okay. So you did screen. There's got it. Okay. There's um, there's like one more, right? They they did no. They want some editing. They definitely want best editing. editing that's um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that might be the only other one. That's it. Big uh big wins for them. Um, they were the favorites going into the night, but no, nobody knew 
how many awards they were going to walk away with. And they pretty much took all the major ones they were up for. Um, a lot of the technical awards ended up going to All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, weird. Um, S- which surprise second second winner of the night. Yeah, um, I mean, they, I think they were the favorite in a couple of those categories, but definitely, I don't think anyone expected them to win that many. Uh, they, I I assumed they were a given for like best international feature, but that's that was really all I assumed. Yeah, they would, yeah, like, yeah. Win. Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was kind of they were kind of like it was neck and neck for them with Babylon on score, and then I think like none of the other ones they were really favor to win but uh they also got best production design which was a big upset as far as i understand it uh cinematography and uh yeah score as i already mentioned it it was a big night for them and a lot of people were like uh what is this movie and they kept playing uh the the score sound (laughs) the iconic (laughs) sound as as they went up to the stage that was fun um yeah, and then and then equally as noteworthy as the films that didn't win anything on these Oscars. I mean, uh, Banshees of Inisherin, Tar, mm-hmm. uh, the Elvis didn't win anything. Fablemans didn't win anything. Uh, really, some of those are quite surprising. But um, you know, it's just kind yeah. of the way that things shook out. It's like everything everywhere took like half the pie. And All Quiet took the other half, and there was very little left at the end of the night. Yeah. It, um, you know, I long for the day when the Oscars can, can, like, figure out how to spread the joy around without being, like, bad at it. Yeah. You know? Like, the years where they do only give, like, one or two awards to any given movie, it always ends up pissing me off more, because it's, like, it's, like, so apparent. But, like, I... It's also like it sucks when like good movies don't win anything or when movies that genuinely should not have won in a category win because clearly people just don't understand the category. Um, and, you know, not to knock fucking everything everywhere all at once, but best original screenplay was a stretch. Um, so we like need to rein that in a little bit. Um, yeah, that I mean, I, I'm glad they won. It was a good screenplay. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they won them basically to... all of their other awards, except for maybe. I mean, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but come on, really? But um, <laughs> that was like a career win. That wasn't. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was definitely like a legacy <laughs> win there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a great performance, but it just wasn't. You know, it wasn't the same as some of the other ones. It didn't. You know, it didn't have the same heft, and I think that should account for something um and but um the the original screenplay i thought was a stretch it did feel like they were just like well yes this is a very original idea (laughs) right (laughs) um um, exactly you know i i don't know um but i I won't complain too much but there are other movies that i thought were like the writing was the clear strong suit of the movies and i really wish just like for once in oscars history they would actually just award the writing um right original screenplay it's 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 supposed to be what the award is for but it like never is and it's it and you can feel it every time it's just like a secondary like oh you won picture and director so clearly you should win this too right like it's like come on like (laughs) um but i don't know it's that that was the my biggest gripe with like 
any of its wins was was the screenplay. Yeah, and I that felt like been... there were other movies where like the writing was so integral to the movie and like the dialogue was so integral and they mm-hmm. deserved the the win here. Like, yeah, this would have been a good chance for like Tar, Fablemans, or Banshees to get at least one win for the night. Honestly, I think any of the other four, the writing was like crucial. Like the 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 dialogue and it and I mean I'm not saying the dialogue didn't matter and everything everywhere all at once or the writing didn't matter, but it it wasn't like trying to do the same things. Like it just wasn't going, that's not, that wasn't the the point of the movie. Like in these other movies, like some of the point was literally some of the conversations and dialogues that are happening. Like the writing was, was what made the movie. Um, so I really wish we could have, you know, awarded one of those. Like Ban- Banshees of Inishirin is like all about that. Like oh, back yeah. and forth between yeah, the characters yeah. is like what the movie is about. And it would have been really nice to see, you know, that movie awarded for that or, even Triangle of Sadness, which wasn't my favorite movie, it really was so much about like all of these. Di- I mean, so much of that was came down to the writing. Um, so I don't know, but any that's my only real complaint, other than the animated short, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> yeah, well let's let's get into some of the smaller awards since we've covered basically a bunch of them just by virtue of uh, covering those two movies. Um, visual effects went to Avatar, of course. I mean, that was so it's probably yeah. the safest win of the night. <laughs> like nobody's been surprised when <laughs> at all about that one. Um, let's see. Uh, Black Panther for costume design. That one, I really I did not know what to think at all about uh, who like who would. I kind of thought they might do it. Like I kind of thought they wanted to give Black Panther something. Yeah. I thought that might be one of them. And the costuming in that movie is good. It is quite Uh, good. And I, I do like, like they actually did a good job in this ceremony. I think of highlighting some of the crafts as they were announcing the nominees and the, the costumes that they showed for Black Panther looked awesome. So I definitely think that like it deserves that win. They, they were really cool. Like at the time, like I was like, trying to think back to when I watched Black Panther like six months ago or whatever. And I was like, what are the costumes that good in there? But especially like all the, like the underwater people and all that yeah. stuff. Like there's some great costumes in that movie. There's, yeah. yeah. That I really, I do really like costuming in that movie. I was in a crowd of people who were really rooting for Mrs. Harris. So, um, <laughs> must, well, must say. yeah, um, yeah. That, uh, it did have its own little fan base there. I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, Whale won makeup and hairstyling, which I think uh, was yeah. Was actually, those... that's another one I wasn't happy about. That was so, a controversial yeah. moment of the night. I think a lot of people were not happy with the fat suit overall, and just like that. I being think the that one. winning for a fat suit is a cop out. Like I, you know, I'm not going to be the one who should have like strong commentary on whether or not it's acceptable to be using them. That's you know, I'll leave that to people who know more about that topic. But like. I don't think you should win for that. Like, like there are other movies that do way more with makeup and air styling. Um, I even, I even thought that, you know, Elvis also did a fat suit, but had like more stuff going on. Otherwise makeup. Right. So I don't you're think one, do it, maybe one, Elvis would have been the one there. One makeup and hairstyling should not be enough for you to win the whole category. Like it should be a little bit more than just like one characters, um, you know? So, you know, what do I know? But that that was a little iffy to me. Um, just like how, like, the Batman was nominated just because of um, 
the fucking penguin. Like, I'm like, that would have also been like silly. I mean, I really liked it, but yeah. it's like, we can't do this for one character. That's there were not- some good R. Pat's makeup and hairstyling looks a few times in the movie. True. True. But you know what they're thinking is when they, when they do it. Yeah. They're yeah. Not Obviously of like the penguin, this is good, movie. but looks normal and realistic makeup and hairstyling. That's not what they're thinking about. They're yeah. thinking about like overblown over the top, like big looks. Um, it would be nice to see, you know, it would have been nice if something like, like even like Black Panther in this category would have made more sense than, you know, the whale. Uh, there was some Black pretty Panther good did makeup. do a ton with yeah. hairstyling and stuff in, in mm-hmm. on all of its characters. Um, it's a huge part of the movie, really, because of the, what it's trying to do with, with like culture and African cultures and how it's trying to like reflect those. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know. That we did, we did think that that would there would be a chance that that would happen. Yes, and I think so that was are. was kind of the favorite. I mean, I do think most people expected the whale to win. So. Um, best sound was uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, you we, know those those jets, yeah. those planes. Good use, good. good use of sound in that movie. Uh, I fe- felt like they stood a chance to walk away with at least one of the technical awards, and I think that was probably the strongest chance they had. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good win there. Um, let's see. Uh, best original song, Natu Natu from RRR. Yeah, that was great. Huge, was great. awesome moment for the night, yeah. getting to see RRR, getting recognized. And also, they easily had the best uh, performance. Oh, glad yeah. They actually performed all the songs this year. Uh they 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 they've done a better job of that in recent years, but sometimes they don't do all of them, and that's always disappointing. I seem to have blacked out the applause performance. <laughs> it was, re- I think that was the first one they did. And You're it was, right, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was by early, far it? the worst. Uh, well, it it's was, by far the worst song. It's by far I the mean, worst come song. Come on, but the performance was also just like so ridiculous because she came out on stage and just like gave this speech about like how important this was and everything, and, like. And then dropped into the most ridiculous. Has a Diane song. Warren song won? That's happened before, right? Has she I, won, or has she not won? I don't think she's won. I think she gets nominated a bunch. Okay. Like I watched this week. This week I watched um, Con Air, which of course infamously had "How Do I Live," um, which is a Diane Warren song, but it was nominated twice for Grammys because it was for Trisha Yearwood's version and Leanne Rimes. Oh, wow. Both had it out the same year. Cause it was like, it, I was reading up on it and it's like crazy. And I was thinking about, it, I was like, has she like, cause it got nominated for the Academy too, for um, best original song, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I was like, has she ever won? And I don't, and she has won yeah, an right. honorary it's... Academy award, but yeah, she has not won. She has been nominated for 14 competitive Academy awards without a win. That's a lot. This has got to be like trying hard. Applause was not her best effort. This, that yeah. was, I mean, how do I live is a, is a jam. That's a hit. Unfortunately it was up against Celine Dion. Um, yeah. With, uh, my heart will go on. That's, a, but, that's <laughs> especially that year yeah. going up against um, that song and Titanic. Oof. Yeah. yeah. That's a rough opponent. Um, but yeah, this was not a good song. Um, Hold My Hand, like, not my favorite song, but I did like the Lady Gaga performance. I think that next to Natu Natu, that was, like, the second best, just because yeah, it, it kind was of Lady annoyed Gaga. me, but it was, it was nice. 
Um, I kind of get annoyed by like the fact that she was like, you know, what's going to make people think, take this song seriously, stripping it down and wearing a t-shirt. Like, <laughs> all right. All right. Fucking you're an ass. Like I did. I like, did kind of like that though, because it was like, this is exactly the opposite of what you expect Lady Gaga to do at the Oscars. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it was so Lady Gaga. Like it was making a show by doing like the exact opposite of making a show. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, the thing is, the song is still just like not particularly great. Sorry, like it's like a it's like a boilerplate and like it does the same from a movie. It, it does like, the same thing that applause does, which is just repeating the same phrase again and again and again. And right. you're like, okay, like this works maybe in a pop song, but when you're like putting it in a movie, it seems kind of disingenuous. Right. But okay, it, like gonna... the production like saved it like within the context of the movie. Like I thought it like it. Like I like the, I like big overblown movie ballads actually. And I wish we would get more of them and I wish they would be bigger hits. Um, but I wish they would be better. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like Absolutely. I, I miss like the old days of them. Like, like you, I mean, the original Top Gun had a hit. Take my breath away. Come on. Oh that's yeah. A, that's a oh, jam. Yeah. That's good. Um, so I wish we, we would do more of that. That used to be such a, a staple and um, we need more of that. I mean, the Rihanna one was kind of a big hit too, but I didn't think that song was particularly great either. Yeah, uh, it it was again like it fell into that thing of being just like kind of a generic motivational type pop song. See, I like, think that's my problem. I don't want motivational type songs. I want them if you're going to do a big epic silly ballad, make it be about the cheesiest love shit you can possibly do. That's what works in those ballads. Come on. Come oh on. yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. I don't need it to be a self-help song. Cheesy need, love like, song is is the perfect kind of like uh, movie song genre. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there are obviously other ways to do movie songs too. And like other artists have done it. But if we're going to do like the classic movie anthem for like a blockbuster, like do the, the cheesy love song. It works. It works every time. Um, Hold my, yeah, anyway. What was the fifth one? What was the other song that uh, was nominated? This is a life from Everything Everywhere All oh, Once. Yeah, that uh, was whatever. I mean, that was I, fine. I liked the song, but the performance was not great. Like they no, were like, it was not great. They weren't um, in. They weren't in the singing the same key. And no. <laughs> I mean, I, I was glad. I to think see David they were Byrne intentionally wearing, being a mess. Wearing the hot dog fingers. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that that performance was kind of like one of those. Oh no! Like this is. This is how live performances can go sometimes. It was it was a little rough. Um, yeah. Good song though, and it is good. It uh, is I good, like yeah. it in the context of the movie too. Yeah, it, yeah. It really, I didn't think it well stood a chance. Soundtracks. Like yeah. it was like the only like everything everywhere all at once nomination where I was like, no, no chance. Yeah, Not a no single, way. No single way. way that song is winning. Um, but I do like I do like the song. Um, all right, let's talk shorts. Um, do we have to? Um, okay. <laughs> we have to. Let's talk live action first. Um, okay. We're building up to the big one. Um, oh, yeah. That one was good. The live action win, An Irish Goodbye. That was fine. An Irish Goodbye, You, you yeah. wanted that one to win, right? We both we both talked about Irish Goodbye uh, being one of our favorites. Win, but, um, yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, I'd have to listen back at this point. I think... I, I like I think Pile and Irish, Irish Goodbye. Goodbye, I yeah. think, yeah, were my top two. And I think I came out with Irish as number one. Uh, but yeah, that was a good win. It was good to see uh, one of the actors, the 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 guy with Down syndrome, had um, his birthday that day of the Oscars. Oh yeah, that was really so sweet. That part of so their great. speech was to get the whole crowd to sing Happy Birthday to him. I thought yeah, that, was that was just really like nice. a really yeah. fun moment at the Oscars that you don't always see. Um, 
So that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, no problems with that at all. Uh, best documentary short was The Elephant Whispers. Um, that was also yeah. fine. Yeah, I, that was I good. That was a good one. Yeah, that was that was good, and uh, we both liked that one. Uh, not my pick for number one, but a good no, one. And no. but it was my pick yeah. for like number two. If I, if, you know, so they, like that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, we we'll get right. to the the dreaded animated short category. This was bad. Uh, this was very bad. So when they were reading out the nominees, I was like going through. And I was like, oh yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Okay. And I was like, my year of dicks came up. I was like, yeah, that one was awesome. Like I really hope that wins. And then they got to the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. So like, oh my God, that was terrible. Like, really hope that one doesn't win. And then it won. <laughs> yeah, that was me too. I was sitting in like a crowd. It had to be like 10, 15 of us. Maybe 15. Yeah. So, um, and, a, and it's like not everyone there had seen all the shorts. There was only one person there who had seen the shorts, uh, these shorts. Um, and I was the only person there who'd seen everything. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the host the guy who I know who also saw the shorts might have seen everything, but I don't think so. Cause he asked me a question about, I can't remember which, but one of the other movies. Um, so I, I, I got the impression he hadn't seen it. Um, okay. but, um, anyway, and I like, we're going through it and I had the exact same thing. I was like, this movie sucked ass. And the host <laughs> who is like genuinely the nicest person I've ever met. He has not said a mean thing about any of these movies. He likes all of them. He was like, yeah, that one wasn't so good. Charitable, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, if this guy says that about it, it's like dog shit. <laughs> like, like this guy loved like every other movie that was nominated, like without like bound. So you did something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was watching it with Lauren and some friends on zoom and I was like, why, why is Teddy like so upset about the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse? I'm like, listen, listen, I had to like explain what the movie is like. Yes. I had to do that too. Me and this guy, the host were like trying to explain to people. It's like every line of dialogue is like the worst thing. (laughs) It's like, it like never gets better. It like starts bad and stays bad. And I was like, you know that it won because a bunch of people were like, oh, my kids were entranced by the visuals. Like, you just fucking know that that's why it won. And that makes it even worse. Yeah. Like, yeah, out of all the ones that were nominated this year, that one feels like the one that's the most for kids. And often that gives a strong amount of weight to it, unfortunately. Like, whichever one that year is the most for kids becomes the favorite. It just sucks. Because, like, man, it just sucks. Like, this is a bad movie. And you know it won for all the wrong reasons. Like, and that's right. the problem with some of these these other like technical categories is that shit happens. Um, and and it's it not all of them because some of them are like the, the people who are in that the the people who vote are people who are like really skilled and knowledgeable about that category. I don't know what happens in this fucking best original or best animated short because I don't see how anybody who makes shorts can see this movie and think, yeah, I should vote for that. Um, but what do I know? Um, I don't know who who qualifies to vote for animated shorts. Exactly. I would think it's like have to animators, it. period. And that can be a broad category. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's limited to people who make animated shorts. You know what I mean? So to me, uh, this is probably voted on by a larger pool of people. And that's why it gets shafted. Um, yeah. Yeah. That does <clears throat> tend to happen with some of the bigger categories. Especially when it's a bigger category in a or a, a small a less popular category, but that gets, has a large pool of voters. 
um, they tend to get shafted. When it's like a technical category that is voted on by other people in that craft, it's different. Um, um, But these categories that like half the people watching, half the people attending didn't see any of the nominees, like, you know, when they were voted on by like half of, you know, the typical Academy voting pool, like, well, then they, you know, get fucked over. Um, Cause it's just like, people get these screeners and they are like, Oh, put it on for the kids. It's animated. <laughs> and then whichever one, the kids sat through the quietest. Um, oh, so annoying. So annoying. It's like Winnie yeah. the Pooh. If Winnie the Pooh was an idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> That's a great comparison. Um, yeah, well, we we had we knew that there was a risk of this happening. Like, I feel like this did, wasn't yeah. that big a shock. It was just a big disappointment. I acted like it was a shock. I'll tell you that. I acted like somebody had thrown my child out a window. <laughs> uh, I acted no! like Catelyn Stark, like halfway through like fucking season two of Game of Thrones. Oh my like, god! I'm gonna fucking murder somebody. Um, I was angry. Um, but um, yeah. Then I got over it. But yeah, I was. Mad. It is what it is. On the other hand, uh, best animated feature for the night, uh, Guillermo del Toro's yeah. Pinocchio. Very happy for that one. Expected, uh, but still happy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was a good chance that it would win, and very happy to see it win. Uh, happy to see Guillermo del Toro get another Oscar. Always, yeah. And it Always. was great. I mean, I do think it was deserved. Um, I was in a crowd of Marcel lovers, so <laughs> oh, I no. was, I was, I was like really in my like pain zone. <laughs> Surrounded um, by the enemy. I was like, what am I going to say? Cause everybody was like, oh yeah, didn't you love that? And I was like, ha ha. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure did not. Um, but yeah. You'd be like, the haters have arrived. <laughs> I, I just remember like the two people directly next to me definitely were Marcel lovers. Um, and one of them is like a friend of the pod. Um, but um not the one who was probably going to be listening, but a mutual friend. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, and, and like her, like really good friend. And, and they were like, yeah, that movie was so sweet. Didn't you love it? And I was like, mm, I don't, I don't want to comment because it's like one of those movies where it's like, if I am like too harsh about it, it like feels mean. Cause the movie is such a nice right. hearted movie, but like, I really don't like it. So one like, could mm. say the same thing for the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. But I feel like at least, at least Marcel, the shell, is a little more genuine. I was gonna say, than, I think the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse is like cynically kind hearted. Yes. Like yeah. it's like I I think it's not actually kind hearted because it's coming from the wrong place. I think Marcel the Shell is like coming from the right place. I think it's um, I think it's genuine. I think it's just trying a little too hard. I think yeah. th- that's what yeah, I'll exactly. come down to. Exactly. Think. Um best documentary feature. Navalny oh god one. that was a uh, that's you another know, one i didn't love we um, had to we we knew that that there was a strong chance Navalny yes, would win it yeah. was probably the favorite coming into the night um you know i was hoping for all that breathes also um i hadn't seen this as of our last oscars episode but i also really liked all the beauty in the bloodshed yeah uh, i thought that that would have made a great win uh, but it was Navalny, you know, I'm not, I'm not too upset about it. Like we talked about on the, our, I think our first Oscars episode, um, I just didn't find it that interesting. Really? The, yeah. the, the phone call scene in that movie is really good. Um, I might recommend people watch it for that alone. I mean, like it's, it's an okay documentary and it's good if like you want like a basic background on Navalny and that whole incident. 
but as like an, a work of art or entertainment, it's just not that exceptional. I just feel like sometimes I don't like when movies that you could know everything about just from like reading the New York Times every day win. You know, like Navalny didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. There yeah. are all of these other movies that like are stories that don't get covered in any major publications in a real way. Right. And so yeah. like, those are the ones I like to see win best documentary. Cause that's what I think makes a great documentary. A, gr- a great documentary doesn't regurgitate the news to me. Like, and Navalny kind of was just like, well, I read the news about what's going on around the world every day. And I know not everyone does, but it's still like a major global story that gets published you know news articles get published about every day like hey you know it's like come on we could do a little more here but um it's okay it wasn't like the worst documentary ever it was the worst of this lot though so that was like too bad but yeah well you know it happens i'm I'm not too like i said i'm not too disappointed about it this is not like a boy the mole the fox and horse level nothing could match that level that's worse <laughs> than like green book like that come on that's like really well maybe not worse than green book i but, i like, enjoyed green book to a certain extent. i know you I, did like remember remember <laughs> when you revealed that remember i the green like, book reveal. i do not think by any means it should have won best picture but I, I at least had a good time watching that movie i did not have a good time watching the boy the mole the fox and the horse i mean i had a pretty good time because we were all laughing at it <laughs> But like okay, not in the well, way that the movie wanted me to have a yeah, good time. Well, so I wouldn't I wouldn't want the room. This winning movie an is Oscar like either. you could play a drinking game with this movie. This would be a really good <laughs> that would be warm great. up to a longer drinking game. Movie. Yeah, like, that's true. This should it's... be added to like a, a lit like like before. I mean, this is like like the room of animated kids. <laughs> like, all right, I, I wouldn't go that far. I would say it's that. Pretty bad. The dialogue is on par. The, dia- the dialogue is bad, but the like the technical level. That's true. Is, the visuals are pretty, so at least there's more going. For you know, like the sound is competently done. The voice acting is good, even though they're reading bad lines. Like it's but really the just like, the writing. The lines are like egregiously bad. They like, are. They're like, <laughs> I mean, and it's like nonstop. It like comes at you. It's like line after line after line. It's just like, it never ends. And then the horse <laughs> has wings. I mean, come on. Oh, God. That I one. love how upset you are with the horse having wings. Because I was... it could have flown them, like, the whole time. Oh, you're, doing... you're just one of those people who thinks that the eagles could have solved everything in Lord of the Rings. Okay, they? but I don't think that. Because the horse does eventually fly them away. And so it's like, it's like, well, the horse does fly them. So clearly it could have flown them earlier. The eagles couldn't have just done the whole work the whole time. Like that doesn't make any, like they couldn't have flown them as far as they needed to go. They couldn't have flown them into Mordor and out of like, like into Mordor when Mordor was still, anyway, come on. There's better excuses there. The the excuse in this one is that like, he's just too ashamed of his wings. So it's like, why would you be ashamed of that? Like, it's awesome. It's like it makes you so much more powerful than everybody else. He was apparently made fun of for it. But like, what are you talking about? By who? But like the other horses? Are you were you born of a normal horse and you have wings? Because like that's another thing. Like I don't know what's going on. Wait. But like if you came down from Mount Olympus and then you were made fun of by your average horse for having wings, I'm like, well, why'd you come down from Mount Olympus? Like, we can't even delve into like the the lore of the backstory of 
the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. But yeah, there's there's some strange stuff going on here. I I'm not sure that I even want to know. Anyway, (laughs) attempting to move on to a different category, Um, best adapted screenplay, um, which is really the only major award we haven't discussed yet. um, It went to Women Talking. Which I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I was very was happy good. about that. I I actually was rooting for women talking, uh, on the our final episode pre Oscars, and this is the one that I felt like pretty good about. That I was like, hey, like I kind of called this in a way, even though I didn't actually make any predictions. I was like, this one I really felt like maybe two or three of these could have won, but it was the one that I was pulling for. So I was glad. Well, about my that. thing is that I kind of thought. I kind of felt good about the idea that they weren't going to act like by going into the night, I was like, I don't think top gun or glass onion are going to win. Like, like they're, you know, they shouldn't be adapted screenplays. Neither of them should be considered adapted. And that upsets me. Um, so I kind of just wrote them off and I was like, I really would be shocked if this movie gives living an award. I just, I felt like that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, so I did really know. enjoy living though. I did too. I did, I did too. I but just felt it, like living was a sort of movie that half these people hadn't even seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't think so, it was going to get any awards. Yeah. Um, I did really like that movie. I want to be clear. I had a really nice time watching it. I did cry. Um, I did think the writing was actually quite strong in that movie. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Kazuo Shigeru. He is a great writer. Um, so you know, I, I did, I wouldn't, if it had won, I would have been like, this is a pleasant surprise. Um, but, um, I did think it really only came down to women talking and all quiet. And I kind of was worried all quiet would win just cause it's adapted from an extremely classic work. Yeah. Um, but I was really glad women talking won instead because I thought that was truly, I mean, it did feel like it was adapted for the stage and not for a movie, yeah. but I did. I loved the way it was adapted and I, I did think it was like, like a prime example of what an adaptation should be. It was, you know, it was adapting it. And so I did like it. Um, I'm not sure all quiet was even really, I mean, it was an adaptation, I guess, but it was like sort of like the broad strokes and change. You know, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we yeah. talked about how some of the changes they made were actually bad. So yeah. <laughs> kind of not a good adaptation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now we're, we're on to the major awards now and we sort of, we talked about everything everywhere all at once, pretty much sweeping these, um, but we haven't like talked about individual awards, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, um, you know, we, we talked, about, Hai, we talked about screenplay. So I guess let's talk about the yeah. acting awards. Yeah. Kihai Kwan, uh, for everything everywhere all at once. I mean, I, I thought there was a really strong chance he'd end up winning this, but so happy to see him win. I thought it was a, basically a foregone conclusion, yeah. and I was very happy about it. And um, like, like even like the the presenter was like uh, <laughs> amazed when he won, like just like so happy. Um, and he and gave, it happened so early in the night. I gotta say, yeah. they like put this early on, and and I was like, great, we're starting with this because he gets up there and he starts crying. And so then I'm crying because like, he's like so happy and in tears. And I'm like, this is so fucking sweet. Like, (laughs) Oh, and and um, he, he gave the most beautiful speech. Like one of the best speeches I've ever heard at the Oscars. Uh, just like so humble, so happy, uh, just so aware of the moment that he's in. Uh, it was just incredible. Yeah. 
I really, really enjoyed that win. I thought it was super deserved. I mean, there were other greats in this category, but I think it, I think something is to be said about the fact that he hadn't been acting, you know, like, and he came back and he came back with this, with such a performance. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something to be said for, for just how quickly he picked it back up and how like, well, he knocked it out of the park right away and the storyline of that. Um, so I, I really thought it was super deserved. Um, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good one. It was like, like you said, it was, it was early in the night. So it kind of got us off on a, a strong start. Like at this point I was already feeling like, all right, this is a good Oscars broadcast. Like, yeah, things yeah, are going absolutely. well. Things are going to go, things are going to be good tonight. Yeah. We are- if we'd gotten there and then like, um, Brendan Gleeson had won or something, it'd have been like, all right. Things are looking weird here. <laughs> Things would be weird. <laughs> I wouldn't be unhappy with him winning, but it would I mean, have been I a thought strange he was great. moment. I kind of would. I would have been unhappy with just about anyone other than Kiai Kwan. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like uh, anyone else, even though I would have liked their like performance. I liked all of these other performances. There's not a single other performance that was nominated that I thought on another year would have been, you know, undeserving. You know, um, but on this year, I was like, it's got to be Kihai Kwan. Like. So, um, you know, so, but if somebody else had won, I would have thought that would have been like a sign of like a Rocky, a Rocky set of awards to come. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Bad omens. Yeah. I think it would, I think to me it would have like signaled that like maybe everything everywhere was going to like be like shut out or something. Right. Right. If that one couldn't even win the one that almost everyone was sure would win, um, I would have been like, all right, we're on a bad boy, on a bad path. The discourse is going to be unbearable and everything is going to be awful. Um, so luckily that's not what happened. But. Everything awful all at once. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Michelle Yeoh also won for everything everywhere. Best actress. Yes. Um, and that was awesome as well. Yeah, I mean, that was great. You know, I, I, I was rooting for Kate Blanchett, but also I had Michelle Yeoh, right there as another favorite and really like, you know, Kate Blanchett's won before, but uh, seeing Michelle Yeoh get that Oscar after, you know, uh, the career that she's had. And then yeah. this role uh, this year just feels right. Um, it does. Yeah. And very happy to see that happen. It, it felt like everybody else there was glad to see it happen. Of course they um, were. So yeah. yeah, that was another, another big strong moment for that night. Excellent win. Excellent win. She, she also gave a good speech. Um, yeah, that was great. Absolutely who I wanted to win and what I thought would happen. So glad it, it came to pass. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser won for the whale. Yeah. Wasn't uh, happy about that. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was glad for him. You know, uh, everybody's been rooting for Brendan Fraser this year. Uh, another actor is having, having a comeback. <laughs> Uh, you're I'm the hater for anyone involved in this movie. In the I'm hater not, like, contingent, okay. Um, I'm, I love him, but yeah. I, you know, I liked him. I liked his performance. Um, I like his his speech though was really weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was, was like this weird. extended metaphor about like whales and like deep sea diving and stuff. And I was like, so this it was is... just like the movie. Um, <laughs> Um, like this is just not working right now. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't love that speech. Um, I mean, I am glad that he also got his comeback moment. Um, right. 
I just wish it had been for like any other movie. Um, <clears throat> but it is nice to see Brendan Fraser back on the big stage. Um, you know, getting recognition for his performances. He is a great actor. Um, and it's not like he gives a bad performance in the whale. You know, I just, I'm not so sure that it's necessarily, I'm not convinced that they gave it to him because of his performance just in and of itself and not because of the same reason they gave this movie an award for makeup and whatever, because of the fat suit. Like, I'm just pretty, you know, I, I'm not con- convinced of their reasons for giving him the award for this movie. <laughs> um, so, you know, whatever though, it, it was expected. Um, so, but I would have liked to have seen Paul Mescal in or, or Bill Nye or Colin Farrell, you know, maybe <laughs> Austin Butler, basically anyone else. <laughs> oh, well, I don't, I don't know that I would have like liked to see Austin Butler win over the other ones. Um, <laughs> Oh, I liked Austin, but I mean, I Austin did too, Butler, but I don't think he was better than Paul Mescal, Bill Nye. Austin Butler Colin was Farrell. who I was pulling for. I thought he was good. Yeah. I don't think anybody nominated was bad. That does happen occasionally, but I don't think anyone here was bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. And, and, uh, we can talk about these simultaneously. The best director wins and best picture wins for the Daniels. Yeah. Uh, Those were both deserved. Everything everywhere. Glad to see them win. Uh, It's so weird that we're at a point in time right now. Like after, you know, when I went to see Swiss Army Man, like six or seven years ago, whenever that was, I did not picture that at this point in time, I would see the directors from that movie standing on the Oscar stage holding their awards. What about the first time you saw the turn down for what music video? <laughs> no, I certainly, I didn't even know who directed that, but I certainly, if you told me like, Hey, the guys who made this are going to win an Oscar. <laughs> like you what? Can, like, it's very funny because in retrospect, you can like totally see that it's their work. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Now having like watched their movies with that knowledge, it's like, that is totally the Daniels. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, I haven't even, gone back to rewatch it in this cycle i can just see it in my head because actually the video is quite memorable on its own oh yeah yeah it's a great (laughs) video and that that's part of what made that song a big hit i think is is that the video was awesome it was just so crazy it was just people getting like super amped up by this song and just going crazy and doing wild shit and that totally fits in with the kind of stuff that the daniels have been making once they got into features uh so yeah like yeah. in retrospect it totally makes sense that that was them right <laughs> but it, it it's wild that we've gotten here uh but yeah they were they were great uh they gave good speeches they did yeah uh daniel kwan was wearing just this awesome like western style suit oh that yeah i thought I was just that. so cool yeah. um and yeah they were just they were really really fun they, uh, I really liked when uh, Daniel Scheinert thanked all his teachers by name. Like I thought that oh, was a yeah, really was cool sweet. moment. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't always get to see that. Like people are always thanking their family, their collaborators, and stuff, but you don't often get to see teachers thanked, especially by name, on right. the stage. Right. Like that was great. Um, yeah, just really awesome moments from the everybody involved with that movie and the Daniels that night. Yeah. I mean, so many of those wins were so well-deserved um, that that was really was, it was the movie of the year too. Like it was, you know, the one everyone was talking about all the time. Um, 
So it is kind of nice when like the movie that like captured a cultural zeitgeist and was really great actually does sweep like that. Um, yeah. That yeah. It, it felt right. You know, like it, a lot of people went out and saw it and like, this is not just like some little movie that's only for like the Oscar crowd. Like this was the biggest hit ever for a 24. Uh, a lot of people actually saw this film and a lot of people were really impressed by it. So Right. It's a good popular win and artistic win. Um, and I, I actually, uh, Lauren had not seen this movie going into this. So we we're like, we, we got to Like I wanted her to see it before the ceremony and she wanted to see it. So uh, they were doing a screening the morning of the ceremony. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> we went and saw it the, the day of. Nice. That, and then it won in the e- evening. And that was, that was really cool to see that. Cause like, uh, I hadn't revisited it since last year. So getting to see it again, it reminded me of just how much I love this film, all the things that were great about it. And I was like, hell I yeah. I saw it like, at Christmas time. Yeah. Cause I got it for Christmas. So I made my family watch it before I came back. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did you, how'd your family like it? But they like it. My parents like all sorts of movies. Um, they, they don't seek out like stranger, smaller things on their own. Um, but like when I'm there and I put them to watch something, they do like stuff. Um, they just, you know, they watch TV all day and then they watch stuff on Lifetime and Hallmark um, <laughs> on average. Um, or Papa watches a Clint Eastwood movie. Um, I was a Clint Eastwood guy. Um, um, or uh, actually, Papa will watch some weird shit because he'll watch whatever the nastiest horror movie he can find. <laughs> he will. He's up there with me in terms of he'll be like, oh, I heard Terrifier 2 is a gross. Oh, movie wow. Ever, so I'm going to seek it out. And I'll be yeah. like, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah so, pa- Papa right. will watch any any shit like that. Um, all right. All right. Yeah. He's off, one of the reasons King. I am. I'm the I'm the sort of horror watcher. I am. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So. um, So. I will say that for him. My mom is a little more traditional in, in her movie taste, but she did like everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, she thought it was a sweet story. Um, so, you know, she liked it. They, you know, it's a little crass for her, but <laughs> right. <laughs> there's like I... the, the, like the, the butt plug joke thing that happens, you know, that was a bit much for them. Um, the, 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 to- the, yeah. the whatever. I there's, guess a, there's a few fun. moments yeah. in there that are a little too, edgy for the mainstream audience but not enough to completely turn people off i feel like it's and my like parents can deal with stuff like that like they don't mind stuff like that they just don't want a movie that's like all that all the time yeah all it's kind of like um. yeah it's kind of like a more nuanced version of like uh swiss army man where swiss army yeah. man was like so weird and off-putting that yeah. a lot of people even my if parents they would not like swiss army would not have gotten into yeah. it uh, I, I, I actually, I, I thought about this the night of, it's kind of like when Yorgos Lanthimos made the favorite, it's like he had turned down the weirdness to like just the right level where the mainstream audiences would be able to stomach yeah, it. Yeah. But even doing that, he had like rampant lesbianism. Yeah. Yeah. That's not for everyone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the point is he turned it down. Like, like it, it wasn't like killing of a sacred deer. <laughs> Like right. he wouldn't yeah. that would or, not um, be a crowd pleaser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the lobster. Like, the lobster. Yeah. But he just like he tweaked it to just the right level. And I feel like the Daniels did the same thing here. They managed to like get their weirdness in check to like harness it to a level that the, the mainstream audiences could get on board. Right. And that that's interesting. That's interesting that they're they're able to do that while still remaining 
you know, true to themselves. Maintain like their that. weirdness. Yeah. 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 But it, it is nice to see, like, I distinctly remember a Swiss army man and I think I've talked about it, but seeing Swiss army man with my Swiss army dog at the movie theater, I worked at at the time they had the, the themed hot dog for the movie. And <laughs> it was like, it, it was so great. That's like a for that's like such an experience for me. So I'm so glad that the, the directors who gave me the Swiss army dog for the first time, <laughs> Thank um, you for the Swiss won, Army Dog. Won the Best Picture Award and the Best Director Award because the Swiss Army Dog is a key staple of my life. <laughs> I, for everyone, it's you, a hot dog with Swiss cheese, balsamic vinaigrette, and roasted red peppers. It will change mm. you. It is so fucking that good. Sounds, on a pretzel bun. On a pretzel ooh, bun. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That sounds it pretty good. It is fucking great. Do you still uh, make those? I literally <laughs> still make them. It was like a, it was a thing. It was a movie. So it came out as like a movie thing. Like we call it was a Swiss army dog for Swiss army man. Cause we did like special like dishes for, for movies. Um, right. And it was super popular. And so we kept doing it. <laughs> like just um, keep making the Swiss. I would get it like menu. on my, on my, my like shift meal. Cause I was a, you know, a manager there. Um, and so I would get a shift meal for free. And so I'd be like, I am getting, I would get it every time. And I got it on like the veggie dog that they have. Cause at the time I was a vegetarian and they had like the only veggie dogs that I've ever liked. I'm usually not a vegetarian hot dog person, but it's good on any hot dog. It's just so good. It's such a great mix. And also balsamic vinaigrette is like fucking good on anything. Like what the fuck? That's a great, great taste. So um, <clears throat> make the Swiss army dog. I'm telling you. It's so good. Do it, folks. You heard it here. We've, we've given you drink recipes before. Now we're giving you a hot dog recipe. Yeah, it comes from... I should call out the Violet Crown. The Violet Crown is the, the organization that came up with that movie. They're the company. So. <laughs> they're going to come for us. They're going yeah, to... I don't, don't want to act like existence. that's like a me thing. Violet Crown created that recipe. It is... And it is stellar. That's fine. You, you can't yeah. copyright recipes, actually. So, yeah. Mm, there you go. We're welcome yeah. to share Yeah, but I care about the actual, like like chefs that they have like i, I okay do, yeah like, care about them personally we'll, we'll give them full credit definitely yeah. um, keep in mind that i worked with them at the time so like i know these people <laughs> okay yeah um so yeah i mean like that was it overall a fun night like i said i thought jimmy kimmel was very funny i thought he handled the slap pretty well like yeah. he 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 made some good jokes about it that weren't too tasteless but were a little edgy just you know, right down the middle. Like he, he, I feel like is the perfect host for this thing. I, I'm not the biggest Jimmy Kimmel fan by any means. No. I'm like, I never go out of my way to watch his show. But, but I feel I like I gotta pause and say that I don't go out of my way to watch anyone's late night show. Yeah, not I a don't. Single really. late night host who I, I mean, go out of my not way to since watch. not since they got rid of Craig Ferguson and not yeah. since uh, Conan was doing actual. I mean, like I know Conan still does a show, but it's not like real late night anymore. No, so it's, it's like, not the same. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not really into any of that anymore, but still like, I feel like a late night host, especially Jimmy Kimmel is like the perfect person to host something like this. They're used to somebody who's naturally a host. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's like... they're already a host. They, <laughs> they know how to put on a show, how to like deal with different people who are guests or whatever, and like give a few jokes and then walk away. It's just, it's. This Perfect is why it was such a nightmare when they got fucking James Franco and Anne Hathaway to do oh, it. Oh God, yeah, like I mean, because they're not natural hosts. Like that was easily the worst in recent history. I mean, because yeah. they just did not, they did not have that skill set, and that's fine. They also like, didn't have it. chemistry with one another. Oh yeah, that that's... was the bigger problem. Was that they clearly, but um, 
in retrospect, who can blame her? But um, <laughs> Anne Hathaway innocent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it it went well. It was entertaining. It was you know heartwarming for some of the speeches that we got to hear. Yeah. Um, and it was it. it oh, felt let's like- shout out. Okay, hold on. I I did kind of complain about Jamie Lee Curtis winning, but <laughs> I do want to shout out her speech. Which, like, she was just rattling off a bunch of names, but I did really like that she specifically set thanked everyone who'd watched all of her genre films for you. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really cool. As buzzed on movies, we need to, like, take a moment and appreciate that she called out that she did genre work. That's true. Yes. And in a sense, sort of called out the Academy for never honoring genre work just by mentioning that that's what she does. That's a good point. Um, yes. We should definitely highlight so. this as horror fans. And she also did say that everyone who watched her genre movies shared in this award with her. So, so uh, we're Oscar winners. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm proud to announce buzz on movies is now an Oscar award winning podcast. Wow. Who We've knew? made it. Um, <laughs> hey, look, ma, I made it. Um, so yeah, that was super cool. I really appreciated that she did that. Um, Great for her. Yeah. I know. I, I especially love like in recent years, she's been really embracing her role as like a, a scream queen. And you uh, like, you know, doing yeah, all this work stuff, in general. She reaching do, out for like, Halloween and everything. She doesn't do the big prestige pictures that often, just generally. She always does weird sort of off-the-wall stuff. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's that's who she is. That's what she does. Um, so I appreciate that about her, and I appreciate that she's um, appreciative of it more herself. Um, so that's nice. Because I do feel like there was a phase where she was sort of like, uh, that's not who I am. But like now she's like, yeah, okay. I think, honestly, as much as anyone may complain about it, doing the Halloween trilogy recently has, like, changed her. She's, like, leaned way more into her genre work. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she's she's stepped back into that role, and she's, like, I feel like she's enjoying it more than she probably did at the time. Like, she's just like, oh, yeah, this is where I'm at home. At the time, she was new, and she was just doing it because that was a role that was offered. Yeah. Now she's, like, exploring it more. She knows more about it. She knows what she's doing. Um, So... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're probably right. She probably does enjoy it more. She's also like doing product producing work on these movies. Like she's <laughs> she's more involved in a oh, yeah, yeah. way. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so um so that probably contributes to her enjoyment. Um because I do I do get the sense she likes some more control than just being an actor on a set. Um she right. seems like the type. Um so um yeah. But anyway, I thought that was cool. I, I really liked that she did that. And then she also got emotional um, about winning an Oscar. Of course, who wouldn't? But I have to think that if you're Jamie Lee Curtis doing the roles she's done, at a certain point, you're kind of thinking, I'm never getting that award. Um, yeah. So it's really cool that she did. Yeah. Um, even if I think that it was more of a, a culmination award than a, an award for the specific role, um, I do think it's cool. Because I do think it's deserved. She's done yeah. a lot of great work. So. Yeah, I mean, like like we said that it wasn't our, our favorite pick for that category, but we have to give full props to Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, she's an incredible actress, and Absolutely. We're, yeah. we're big fans, obviously. I mean, we talk about her movies all the time. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, big fan of Jamie Lee. Glad she got the win. Absolutely. Um, not not mad about it at all. No, not at all. Not at all. But, yeah, I mean, overall, just, just a great a great night reminds you and like i felt like it was it was really respectful of the movies of the people who make them it like it felt like a proper tribute 
to filmmaking and not just yeah. like trying to make a few hours of good television. Um, I really like the in memoriam too. I thought Lenny Kravitz yeah, leaving out the, the girl who was in one of the movies, but, um, Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the lead from, um, triangle, triangle of sadness, sadness yeah. who tragically died last year. Um, yeah, that, that was disappointing. Um, she made it into the online version, but there's all the, like, there's always a lot of controversy about who gets left in, who gets left out. Uh, yeah, just like, usually it's not somebody who was in one of the movies. Yeah, I mean that does. That's feel a pretty egregious. Specifically, like, like that should have been enough to yeah. include her. But well, I think it was a genuine oversight on that one. Like they weren't thinking about it at the time. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, cut possibly. it for TV. You know. But I, I like I overall I like the format of it. I, I like yeah, Lenny Kravitz doing his thing. Like well, he's saying, love Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's like the coolest person on the planet. Somehow. Yeah, he's awesome. But I, I like that he gave like a very subdued performance. You know, he he just like let the let the song yeah. speak for itself. What's actually what was it last year when it was um what did they what song was it last year? Oh, God, it was what, like what was it? I just um, remember last year being so bad. What was that? Uh spirit in the sky yeah, yeah. No spirit in the sky no spirit in the sky that um, was so oh my strange. god that was so upsetting that was really bad it was like they were trying to do like an upbeat version yeah i was like what is this it was somebody definitely like was like this is about the spirit in the sky that's appropriate for an in memoriam right and i was like no who it's says, not appropriate who says the in memoriam has to be sad it's like well it just doesn't it doesn't fit like nobody expects that at this point and if you're gonna mix that up you better do like the an a plus so job of it and they just did not the problem is that like when you do that like if it's gonna be like the upbeat version it needs to be only people who died like peacefully in their sleep of old age but that's not what's ha what you're honoring you're honoring a bunch of people who died tragically yeah every there's time. always a few tragic deaths people in there who, and like, it's just like, like it's not especially like last year and it was like there were people who died of covid like of yeah. like young ages and it was like what the fuck like they, you can't be you can't be playing upbeat version of this like this needed to be the the sad version we need to do the somber thing right now okay yeah um, it was just it was not a good time to to try something like that really yeah that was a very confusing choice but yeah um this year did a great job of yeah. of like pretty much reversing course on all the things that we didn't like about last year and you know last year wasn't the worst we've ever seen but there no, were of course some not. No, 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 no. noteworthy yeah. problems with last year's well you know all <laughs> noteworthy problems last year were overshadowed by one noteworthy well problem. yes absolutely um but yeah, I mean, there we are. That's the Oscars for the year. We're we're finally Put done. Out there a little late. Um, we're <laughs> ready for another year. Um, well, why don't we let's talk about a few things we've seen in the movies uh, at the theaters the last few weeks while we've been MIA, and then we'll close out. Um, yeah, okay. I don't have too much to say, but. You know, we should probably mention the fact that another Scream movie came out. Ah! Uh, yeah. Always got to talk about Scream. That was my Scream. Um, it was pretty good, you know? I feel like I like Scream 5 better than this one. Me too. Like, yeah, I felt that way. I feel like there's like a, a stark divide between people who like Scream 5 better and people who like Scream 6 better. Yeah. Like, I feel it, like there's like a... 
like there are two types of people in the world and like that is the divide it's um, interesting like uh like I, I was seeing all the reviews online it's like this may be the best screen movie since the original like whoa okay i like, did really <laughs> like this one i want to be clear and part of that is that i did like the bad new york move like i loved that it was like in new york but clearly not filmed in new york like i loved that <laughs> Um, I loved when it was like, oh, and we're running down an alley in New York City. And it's like, New York doesn't have alleys. We don't do that. So that's really funny. Um, like, you know, I loved that shit. You know, I live for bad location choices. Um, yeah, so. I, I got I to say, yeah, like, I'm certainly nowhere near as familiar as you are, but it did not look that much like new york yeah, but i was gonna say but you know new york. You've, been, you've visited multiple times i've been know? i've been around i i yeah. can i know the general vibe and yeah. yeah it wasn't quite there but i did like i mean you're never gonna I liked get the that being in a st- well unless they'd filmed on location in yeah. new york which movies do and they could have done um, they could have done but i do not believe for a second that a scream movie could not have uh budgeted that anyway um I did like that it was like a city move generally. I, you know, um, I thought that was cool. I thought it was a different, um, and I thought it was like more effective than um, other franchises when they do that. Yeah. Um, that, so they, I, I thought that that was that like so many people were like kind of mad when they heard that they were doing that. And it's like, well, we're on the sixth installment. Like you got to let them try some different stuff at this point. Also, in the franchise. it makes sense. It's it's another Scream 2. It's essentially Scream 2 too. Yeah. Scream 2 took it out of Woodsboro and took you to the college yeah. wherever to, it was. Yeah. So, you know, it makes There's a sense lot of revisiting of that, like, the same beats from Scream 2 over again. So Exactly. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense that they did that. Um, also, just like, you gotta, you gotta do something. It can't be the same every single time. Um, so, you know, whatever. I did like when they were, like, in what was, I guess, supposed to be Central Park. And um, I was like, well, first of all, that's like obviously not that. And second of all, they, they're like, oh, my God, the killer's going to Gale. Gale's on 96th Street. We're going to go there. And I was like, from what? Come on. <laughs> um, where are you? <laughs> like, um, so, and, but they, you know, that, that was funny. Um, there are just so many like New York things that I think are funny. Um, and I love when movies are bad about being set in New York. So to me, that's like fun. Oh my god! Yeah, you know what? I've started watching uh, the Night Agent recently. It's a Netflix show, okay, uh, set in DC, and oh my god, the geography in that oh, no. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Quickly, it's like the the lead character is like a junior FBI agent, like very far down the totem pole, but he's got this big apartment with a view of the Capitol, and I'm like, and I'm like, where is this apartment? He like, haven't we stopped. I feel like friends was the end of doing that shit like i feel like we stopped doing that after friends i don't understand like doing the like everyone somehow has this massive apartment and they're so like and it it's somehow fine like i thought i thought that was over it's it's pretty nuts but yeah um anyway but i did like scream six scream six Um, was pretty fun uh like i said i I liked five a little better but this was kind of like the scream two follow-up to scream five it feels like we're we're hitting like some familiar beats and there were but i do actually fun... like scream 2 better than the original scream, oh really so, interesting yeah i'm a huge scream 2 fan That's i do like scream 2 um, scream 2 was pretty good um so to there me, are some yeah what go on go please. Uh, there's some fun twists in this movie yes i was gonna say i this... love the opening kill i thought that was super yeah. cool there's I a great the one movie. early on i just yeah. i like unfortunately 
it feels like the first twist is so good that it feels like they kind of wasted like a good interesting premise and then followed up with one that wasn't quite as interesting if you know what i mean yes Uh, oh i know yeah (laughs) but the final twist of this movie was probably the the killer reveal in this movie is probably one of the weakest like of the whole franchise this is the first time out of the entire scream series that i've actually been like oh i know who the killer is like yeah (laughs) i I, I felt pretty confident in that too yeah um so you know that that to me was a problem um but in general i really liked it you know there have been some criticisms that i thought were like silly like I read some reviews on like letterbox where it was like, Oh, it feels like this franchise doesn't want to kill characters off anymore. And I was like, have you watched any of the scream movies? Like all of the movies had like the same four characters for like all of the movies until scream five. Like, yeah. what, like what are you talking about? They don't yeah. kill off main people, characters. People get miraculously saved all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like people like sometimes forget what scream is like the scream at its core was like about the same, like three characters coming back movie after movie after movie. Yes, now there are four main characters. I don't know why that's any different than there being three who always survive. Like, yeah. um, you know, um, so I don't understand that criticism. Um, I loved Hayden Panettiere. I thought it was cool that she was back. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, love her. That was great. Um, I thought I thought Courtney Cox got to be Gail again. I didn't think she got to in Scream 5. Um, so I thought in this movie, she actually got to do some Gale stuff and right. act like Gale. And yeah. Gale. She was more of like an asshole in this one. Yeah. Like more of somebody that you, you weren't entirely sure it was on your side the entire time, but like, you're somehow always rooting for her. Maybe that's the gay in me, but like, you're always kind of rooting for Gale. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Come on. She's like, no. she's like a secondary antagonist who's like still primarily on the side of the, but every time antagonist. she's like antagonizing, it's like, yeah, okay. Like this is a lot of fun. All you're, right, you're, work. You're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's giving. Um, <laughs> um, oh, speak. You you mentioned Letterbox. Uh, this film also mentions Letterbox. It does. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I love that yeah. the film reference Letterbox, and uh, there was a poster for last podcast on the left at one point. Like this, um, this film feels like it's really engaging with the communities that that watch it. Uh, I mean, as Scream is very good at doing, but, you know, they're, they've updated for 2023. Uh, I thought that, especially the letterbox one is like yeah, the the killer probably isn't some dweeb with the letterbox account this time around. Like, oh, right. <laughs> that was great. I really like that. I thought that was great. Um, yeah, that was cool. Um, also, I liked that this, um, like, one of the biggest criticisms of the movie, or of Scream 5, was about Skeet Ulrich getting the de-aged, like, ghostly appearances, and then they were like, you know what? <laughs> and then they're gonna fucking do it again! And I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's they're, just fucking lead into it. They're just it. gonna like, keep doing that. Just... Yeah. Because I also thought those were terrible, but in, like, the best way possible. I was like, yeah, but I, like, secretly love that. They're so campy, funny. though. Like, like exactly. now that, they, now that they've, yeah. they've stuck with it for the second movie, we've come full on to, like, it's just a camp thing that they're doing now. Yeah, I thought it was super fun. Um, um, I also thought that, like, Melissa Barrera really, like, proved that she, like, can carry this franchise. Um, she was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. She was so good. I mean, Jen Ortega is also very good, and we all love Jen Ortega. But Melissa Barrera, like, rocks it. You know, um, I really like her in in these roles in Scream. Um, So I thought that was awesome. Um, 
And she's like really doing the like flirting with could she go evil thing well in a way that, you know, never really worked for like Nev Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Nev Campbell, you always knew. Like she was never gonna do that. Um, um here, you know, Sam Carpenter, she she could uh yeah. do it. <laughs> she's definitely like flirting with that side of things. She's yeah. uh she's like uh what's her face in Halloween ends, you know, she's got yeah. that side of her. Yes. Yeah. Um The Outwaters. Yeah, we'll talk about that oh, a little man, bit. That's been so long. <laughs> um, I saw that. Uh, when was that? Let, let's just uh, let's take a journey. <laughs> I had to. I had to wait a while because I had to wait for it California to girls be available on streaming. Um, so February tenth. That's when I saw that movie. February tenth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I saw it the same. How is that possible? So I saw it the same day I saw Marcella show with shoes on. <laughs> and I do think <laughs> that must have been a Friday. I think I saw it at like 10 p.m. So I like came home, I watched Marcel the Shell, and then went and saw The Outwaters that night. Because I know it was a late night showing at an Alamo. That um, sounds and it was like at the Alamo in Brooklyn. Um yeah, so it must have been like 10 or 11 p.m. when that movie played. Um, yeah, I I had to rent it on Hoopla, which is a great service that everybody should use. Um, you probably have access to it through your library. Yeah, um, Hoopla. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but it's funny because it's like this is the library st- based streaming service, and everything I've ever watched on Hoopla is absolutely insane. Like I looked at my history on Hoopla, and it's uh, Orphan. Lunana a yak in the classroom. Oh my god! At the outlaw. <laughs> it was like, what is this? Is the weirdest streaming service. Imagine if they gave you suggestions, basically. Um, <laughs> it's like I don't know a movie about a killer yak or something. What is this guy like? There's got to be a yak-based creature feature. There's got to be. Uh, I would well, aware yak or something. I would watch a yak creature feature. Um, that would be great. If there isn't one, we should make it. That, yes, that would absolutely. be fantastic. I agree. Uh, but yeah, The Outwaters, um, pretty fun movie, pretty crazy. Uh, I originally saw the trailers for this before uh, Terrifier 2. The tra- yeah, me <laughs> yeah, too. This is um, played in the theaters. Uh, and, and it looked- was like weirdly the trailer that was played after all the lights went down. Like it like you it was it, like at the at the AMC and the Alamo, at least here, it was like you had the normal trailer setting where the lights yeah. were like half up and then the lights went full down. And I thought the movie was starting, but it was a trailer for the Outwaters. Yeah, that's the, um, the attached trailer. That yeah. one, uh, yeah, a special slot, a much coveted trailer slot. Um, yeah, um, I, I've definitely been looking forward to this ever since then. And it was, it was mostly up to my ex- expectations. I was like, it, it's, it was very incoherent. <laughs> Yeah, it's not for um yeah, it's not for everyone. This is kind of in the vein of like Skinnamarink. I feel like we've we've gotten like a Yeah, couple but it's of a these, little um, more um in your face than Skinnamarink. Yeah, yeah. It's um, somehow even more confusing. Definitely much more extreme in terms of the kind of stuff you see on screen. And it's um, it's more blatantly horror the whole way through. Like it's like it's like it's like it's got some classic found footage trope stuff happening. It's just that yeah, you can't definitely. see it all. 
Um, I really like this movie. Um, I lo- I'm a found footage believer, so this was like right up my alley. Um, oh yeah, big into so, found footage. Yeah, so I I liked this movie a lot. Um, it kept me up, and not all movies can do that. Um, I do have a specific thing though with like the deserts. So I do think that like movies about horror in the desert like get to me in a way, which is like really weird because like gotta say, never been in the desert, never gonna be in the desert. <laughs> Um, but for some reason, the concept is way too much for me. The concept um, of the desert. I really don't like horror in the high desert. And then I watched the sequel within the past like week or so. Horror in the high desert to Minerva. I, I don't know why the fuck, but it gets to me. I'm like, something is out there and I don't want to ever come across it. There are things in the desert that I don't want to experience. And this movie gave me that. I don't want this. I don't want this life. I'm never doing this. I'm never going to the desert. If you ask me to take a hike into the desert, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like that's not happening. I'm not filming your music video in the desert, little music girl. Um, this, once, none of this is happening for me. Once I go to California, I'm going to take you out to the desert, man. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, actually, California desert is more like okay. It's like Nevada. Um, <laughs> okay, strictly Nevada and Arizona are like where I really have some issues. California, um, you'll you'll go out to India. We'll go to Coachella. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, these things. Some of these things are fine. It's like. It's like Nevada and Arizona where I think that like half, like everything is so far away from anything that like nobody knows what's going on. Like, I'm like, I can't do that. I just can't fucking do it. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, some of those, some of the parts of the desert can definitely be very remote and creepy. It's um, just like, like I've seen the Hills have eyes. I've seen these found footage movies. Like I, I had my phase about like the fucking Phoenix lights horror movies i'm like there's things out there and i don't want it i don't yeah. want to be involved i want to leave it alone well this this movie so. definitely plays into that there's yes. there's something out in the desert but we're not quite sure what it is and i feel like that was my biggest problem with this is that like i mean i, mean, I we not, yeah i do like i don't I necessarily, know what the which was yeah i don't necessarily <laughs> dislike a film that's ambiguous but i feel like they just threw us too many options in this one they're like could it be like a, a nuclear uh, testing site or could it be like some sort of interdimensional being? And it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I almost feel like they should have just given us no options at all rather than given us like so many different ones. But well, they spoiler um, spoiler alert warning everyone. Um, mm-hmm. So like skip ahead like two minutes if you don't want to know, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's like those weird snake tapeworm things. I was like, what the fuck is happening in this movie right now? I was like losing my shit. I like jumped around in my seat. I, like, I, I thought don't want they were these. like people's intestines come to life or something. I don't know what they were, but I was upset. I didn't like it. Uh, very upsetting. <laughs> um, that was like super upsetting. And like, to me, that said to me, I didn't think it was intestines come to life. I thought it was some sort of like, just like living creature. And I was like, to me, I was like, that's either like aliens or some sort of more t- mutated monster out here. Um, so to me, it was just like some sort of like creature feature. But that also has the power of like time travel and something. Well, like yeah, that. there's also the time loop <laughs> happening in this movie. Um, but that some of that is like they're in the fucking desert. Like, you, <laughs> so, know, like, you know, time loops just happen in the desert. Yeah. Well, like, you know, you've seen that season of Arrested Development where they get like high out in the desert and like things go a little weird. Um, you know, like things happen when you're in the desert. Um, you like drink cactus juice and you shouldn't have, you know. Um, right. But, but we... But the thing is that, that it's a found footage movie, so everything that's we're seeing is literally happening. Like we're yes. we're not 
we're not getting like a uh like a drug induced interpretation or something or like no, a but hallucination. There's so, of course, but there's so much time that's like not on camera. So um you know. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that is a big part of it. We we're left to wonder about what's happening in the times we when are. the camera I'm, is. You turned know, maybe off. someday there'll be an outwater sequel. Um, well, there are uh, actually at least two yeah. little bits of supplementary material to this that I do want to check out. Okay. That are on Screenbox right now. Yes. Yeah, um, Screenbox. I, I might have to sign up for one of those trials or something because I am interested in seeing more of this. Yeah. Even though I'm like a little mixed on how much I like it overall. Like, I feel like I liked like Skinamarink more. This one, I'm a little more like, eh, but I like what they're going for overall. I mean, I, and I especially like, you know, like the overall approach to this film, like the real DIY feel to it. The fact that they clearly shot this for like a few thousand dollars out in the desert. I mean, I really like what Robbie cool Banfitch thinks a flashlight does. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful world that he lives in with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding because, like, obviously, like, I think you can take creative liberties, but that was funny. I was like, do you think a flashlight, like, really just has like that narrow beam and like it doesn't expand at all? That was cool though. Like, I, yeah, I, I really like that. One stuff. of yeah. my more favorite parts of the movie was like using that narrow beam as like yeah. a a sen- it created such a sense of anxiety when you could just literally yeah. see that one little sliver of the screen and like there's just a whole vast nothing all around it that yeah, yeah that I is agree. the no, kind of found footage stuff yeah. that's like yeah yeah you know what you're doing with found footage <laughs> right i agree um but it was funny i was like yeah that's not that's not <laughs> exactly um, yeah, yeah but um i did like it yeah, no, I like, but I liked this movie. Um, again, I have a specific fondness for found footage of all kinds, but I especially am triggered by the desert um, for reasons that are unknown to me. Um, when I die in like twenty years in the desert, I just want everyone to remember this. Episode. You've been, you've been, you've seen it coming this whole time. It's like uh, you're like one of the kids in um, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I just like know what's coming for me. Um, um, so yeah, that's like a real thing for me as the desert. So this movie got to me and I really liked it. Um, but I understand again, it's not for everyone the same way. Like Skinner Inc is not for everyone. Not everyone should watch that movie. Um, but both of those movies get to me. Um, they're effective. Yeah. I mean, this, this film definitely scared me. Like this was another one where I was like, all right, lights are going on Yeah. <laughs> at the exactly. end. Um, so, I mean, I always like that. Like, yeah, that's fun when a film can still get to me. And I do feel like found footage does that better than anything else because it just feels more real and more visceral. Um, so as long as you keep up the conceit well enough that I can actually believe that like this was a a real tape that somebody found, then it manages to scare me. And I feel like they did that pretty well. That it's either going to be like, they keep it up well and it scares me. But if they if they can't do that, it's always like it's so bad that it's hilarious. Yeah. Like there's like very little middle ground with found footage, and that's why I like it as a genre, as a subgenre. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's either actually good or so bad that it becomes good. There so. is a lot of enjoyably bad found footage film uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. It's really hard to do like a mediocre found footage. Like it's like it's a mo- it's a genre of the extremes. So um all right. Um, one last thing before we close out, and I really feel like we'll have very little to say about this, but we did promise it on the last episode. Let's talk about Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Whoa. How did I forget that I saw that movie? 
Um, <laughs> uh, I think I know how. Uh, I think we all know how. It's very uh, forgettable. It's very um, it was fun, though. Like, I mean, I had a good time seeing this movie, but like I was watching this film. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm glad I'm watching this now. But it's this is a film I'm never going to think about again. <laughs> yeah. It was just, you know, it, I it... <laughs> so this movie. I mean, you could tell from the trailers that this was going to be the case. But it really did work backwards from the conceit of, oh my god, cocaine bear. Wouldn't that be ridiculous? Um, like, And, like, I know that this movie is based on a true story. Like, I know that. I, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the true story. I still don't think that negates the fact that the, the filmmakers here just learned the true story and thought, oh my god, wouldn't that make a great, ridiculous movie? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, true, from that. the true story yeah. has extremely little to do with exactly what, what goes into the movie. Like the, I got literally... shit from somebody from Knoxville and like, I got to say, I know Knoxville, but like somebody on like fucking grinder or something was like, well, you know, it's based on a true story. So you can't just say they like, like made up this thing and work backwards from it. I was like, I'm not saying that I'm saying that they like, and they were like trying to tell me like, if you know the true story, it's like, I do. And it's not like this. Like it yeah. wasn't like. Like, come on. Like The true story weird. is that the bear ate the cocaine that came out of the sky that was dumped out of the plane and then just died. Like, exactly. A, but really what this movie posits is what if that didn't happen and the bear right. instead went, went like cocaine crazy, uh, which is a fun idea, certainly. Absolutely. But it's not, a, it's not really, it's very loosely based on a true story. Right. Um, and it's clear that the movie, like, was just like we need to make that happen and then everything else was sort of secondary to like the that central concept um, i mean and that's fine like if that's what you're going for is like a pulpy b movie kind of thing but i think the movie didn't lean in enough to it it didn't like like it had scenes where it leaned into it um but it it really like it strayed from the bear more than i wanted it to yeah like i don't care i'm sorry i gotta say don't care about this mother-daughter relationship that's like i'm supposed to care about here no Uh, carrie russell you are you're great but like i don't i don't give a shit um like i want to see this bear like killing people and that was like another thing that like i read some reviews and they're like this movie was like mean spirited and i was like who gives a fuck it's a movie about a bear on cocaine it's killing the guy from the TikToks who works in IKEA. Like <laughs> the IT, the IKEA, the IKEA TikTok, TikTok guy. guys in this. Like, I mean, there are some brutal kills. Like the one where, like, what's her name is on the stretcher and it flips over and she gets like smashed. Like that's rough and that's mean. There are some but severe I thought that was, like, kills in this. A lot of real. It was a lot gorier than I expected. Way honestly. more violent than I thought it was gonna. Which be. was is a point in its favor, I think. Like I was gonna say, that made me like it um <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't really as funny as i would have liked but there were some funny moments uh you know <laughs> the bear did cocaine is very yes. fu- is pretty funny um, uh, kid- i also wish like the kids doing cocaine had been more <laughs> of a moment like yeah. it was like oh my god but then they never really acted like they had ingested any cocaine but like if, they totally did if you're gonna put like, kids doing cocaine in a movie you should do more with it you should have some funny stuff happen they, they didn't really do they, the the whole joke was just oh my god these kids did cocaine and they don't really like it like that was it right exactly like of course they don't like it but they still ingested it they should be behaving like they did because like even if they immediately pulled it out of their mouth they swallowed some of that what are we doing here like yeah. um so but yeah so that, that you know i thought there were some missed opportunities um 
There was but some, it was like, like an enjoyable watch. Like I didn't like sit there and I was like, I'm mad that I spent like an hour and a half watching this movie. The cast for this was surprisingly good. I mean, Carrie Russell, Alden Ehrenreich, who, oh man, like he, he needs to get better roles than this. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Has he proven that he should? He was awesome in uh, Hail Caesar. I really liked mm, okay, that. that. Yeah, okay. Hail Caesar. Yeah. Um, this was Ray Liotta's last film. All right, that is hey. um quite a way to go out. Yeah, and Margot Martindale, she was great in this. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. I mean, yeah, uh, Jesse yeah. Tyler Ferguson. Yeah, he's in this movie. Surprisingly um, stacked the cast. IKEA TikTok guy. Yeah, IKEA TikTok guy Scott Sice yeah. in his first film. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He had really? one of the standout scenes. That that ambulance chase scene and all of that was one of the better scenes in the movie. That was good. That was a great action scene. The yeah. bear chasing the ambulance. Yeah. Lots going um, on there. That was giving um, Michael Myers and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. An equally deadly predator. Michael Myers is way more deadly than this bear. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this bear. If this bear attacked Michael Myers, Michael Myers would eat it. Like... <laughs> Michael Myers likes to kill animals and he would you definitely You know what the worst scene of Cocaine Bear was? Was when they're like in that waterfall cave and everything looked like shit. Um, and I was yeah. like, I really wish this scene weren't happening. Um, yeah, the whole waterfall scene was was not great in terms of That was of like visuals. really ugly. The problem is that, so, okay, the problem is that like they did CGI Bear and then Elizabeth Banks was like, you wouldn't like it if we did like practical effects. It'd just be somebody in a bear suit. And I was like, I would like that so much more. That would be so and, like, great. So would like virtually everybody, like everybody would like that more because it looks better than like, like something that's going to look like the mighty Morphin power Rangers movie in two years, because that was not even great CGI for 2023. So Oof. if we could like, please like stop pretending that CGI looks better. Um, Creature features should use practical effects. I think we should set a firm rule that if you're going to do a movie about a killer animal, it should be practical eight times out of 10. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, that's a good, that's a good rule. Yeah. Cause uh, they, it looks way better. There are some scenes where it could be CGI. That makes sense. But like this bear, there are scenes where it looks so bad. It's like unbearable. Um, and that unbearable. is like, unbearable. yeah, exactly. Um, pun intended. Um, there are like that is like one of its biggest detriments. If the bear had just like looked better, this might have been a more enjoyable movie. It's the same way I thought about fucking Beast. Like if the lion had just looked less stupid half the time, I would have liked that movie. Oh, I like Beast way more than this though. Eh, I didn't like. I mean, I did like Beast more than this, but um, I didn't love Beast either. Um, so you know, I just wish that these creature features would get it together. We need to do a little bit better with our animals. Um. Especially if we're going to have everything around it look, like, super real. Like, when it's, like, an aquatic animal, it's usually a little different because, like, everything is so, you know, you're doing a lot of other stuff with, like, computer effects. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, when you're just, like, in, like, the woods, like, you know, everything else is real. And then you have this massive hulking computer-generated creature. It's very obvious. It stands out. Um, This bear, they could have done better. They could have done better. So, um, you know... But Carrie Russell was fun, so I'll give the movie that. Yeah, it was it was fun. I really feel like you had to see this one in the theaters. Like watching this with a the theater full of people was funny. People were just laughing at it, having a good time. 
going, oh shit, when like violent stuff happened. Um, I don't know if this is going to hold up very well on a home watch, but no, I don't need to watch it. I'll tell you that. Um, I wanted it to be more. I just wanted so much more. So much more. We're in like a golden age of people like doing throwbacks to like old school like horror movies. I thought Elizabeth Banks could do a throwback to old school creature feature. She didn't. So she pretended she did. This movie totally thinks it's like a nostalgic throwback to old school movies. And it's like totally not. But that's okay. It's got like all modern sensibilities. This movie would not exist if Stranger Things hadn't gotten popular. Like <laughs> that does feel right, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, cocaine bear, as promised, we've done champagne cocaine. to cocaine tonight. Um, I did finally listen to that song. By the way, it's pretty good. Good. Yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> um, it's probably the best piece of media about cocaine. I don't know about that. But it's out. It's up there. Best best piece of media. That that there's a lot of contenders there. You could do like a lot of cocaine media. Goodfellas, so. like Goodfellas. Boogie Nights. Dude. Yeah, you're right. So maybe the best piece of music. Um, definitely not the best piece of media because like Goodfellas is definitely better than that song. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that, we'll we'll close out for the night. Glad. Glad to be off the Oscars now. It was a it was another fun race. Yeah, that's gonna right. move on to something new next week. Uh, haven't figured out what that is yet, but I'm hoping we can do something uh, not recent, something that we can figure out that's right in line with our uh, sensibilities. But we'll more on that later. As always, uh, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Give us a review if you like what you're hearing. And um, you can also reach out to us. Send us an email at buzzdownmovies at gmail.com or find us on Twitter while it still exists. Buzzed up, <laughs> at Buzzed on Movies. We're still waiting for Daddy Elon to come and give us Twitter Blue for free. Um Never. We're not going to get verified anytime soon. But um, until next time, we'll see you at the movies. You know, we'll see you at the movies. Maybe in a waterfall cave with a bear and her cubs. <laughs> Who's to <laughs> say, really? We'll see you in the terrible CGI waterfall cave. The terrible CGI waterfall cave with a terrible CGI sky full of stars. Drinking some uh, fantasy island cave water. <laughs> I was going to say drinking some cocaine. So I <laughs> <better>. <laughs>